0: manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies.
1: Engaging.
0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. Uh, it still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all
2: things beautiful, capital B, and so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
3: Good morning. This is Father Richard Kunst, and I am accompanied by Hillary Howard, my new permanent uh, um, substitute
2: host. <laughs>
3: uh, well welcome Hillary. Good to have you on Real Presence Live.
2: Thank you, Father so, Rich. It's good to be here. So
3: this is the Duluth edition of Real Presence Live where you get to hear the radio come from the beautiful shores of Lake Superior, the beautiful diocese of Duluth. Let us start this show with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning. We pray that you may inspire the the guests that we will have and mostly inspire the listeners that everything that we say and do during this show may bring the listeners closer to you. We ask this through Christ our our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Hillary, it's good to have you. I've had you as a guest before, once or twice, but now you're you're like my substitute co-host. How does it feel?
2: Today I am pinch-hitting for Cindy Jennings. So. That's right, yes. Well, how does it feel? It felt really good until you sent me a message last evening asking me if I was nervous. Oh,
3: really? You were fine and until that point? I
2: was. I thought, why should I be nervous?
3: Oh, really? So then you got nervous?
2: Well, then I started to think, hmm, I don't have official training in this media, and here I am. um, But, you know, I really thought, I'm calling on the Holy Spirit to work through me and really just serve the mission of evangelization through Real Presence Radio today. Right, right.
3: I I never got official training to do radio stuff, you know, but due to... Do it a, a while, and then it's just, like, wear an old pair of comfortable shoes. Yes, you've
2: been doing it for eight years. Eight
3: years. Yes. I've been doing it for eight years. I've been having conversations with some of the people at Real Presence. I was wondering if I was, like, the longest-serving host. It's, like, not even close. Not even close. I was, like, ready to brag about that, but it's, like, not even close. Yeah. So, a little humility there. Well, A little a little forced humility. And this is your first time, so you might have a little forced humility, too.
2: Thanks, Father. So so
3: what's a, um, a, So what's we're waiting for our, our, our first guest, who's going to be my boss. Uh, well, he is my boss. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh Bishop Felton is we're gonna be getting him on the air pretty quick. But just um uh, uh what's your um thoughts on the beginning of uh lent here pretty quick, Hillary? Since we're gonna kill a little time till the bishop shows up.
2: Well maybe today is just a little practice for me in uh Penitential living. This here, should
3: be a so. Easter experience for you. You are <laughs> you are co-hosting with me on Real Presence well, This is an Alleluia mo- moment. For you, you know,
2: as I was praying the sorrowful mysteries today, I thought, "Oh my, this is a little heavy." And then I thought, "No, you know what? There's victory at the end." That's so right. um, yeah. so yeah. the
3: victory at the end is at the end of the show for you. Well, well, I'm excited. I, I just like training in like fresh blood, you know, and and just and just for the um, uh, for the listeners that are listening that would be all of you that are listening is that hillary and i went to high school together
2: we did yeah, yeah yes and i was just talking with some of uh, my high school classmates um about this opportunity i had with you today oh really Did they, they, they remember
3: me because we weren't in the same class
2: no we weren't in the same class That's right but we weren't track athletes so um right but i know, was we, right so right. my point was that um the gals I was speaking with didn't exactly know who you were.
3: Oh, they, as a high school student. Oh, well, well, yeah, I was kind of I, was, I surely
2: know who you are now.
3: Well, I was trying to be a little bit more incognito in high school. Right. Yeah. And so but but now I can't be incognito because I'm a priest and you got to be kind of public. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, yeah. So we're, we're waiting to here on um we got a number of great guests here for today. We're going to have of course Bishop Felton. Then we're going to have straight talk. That's going to be your opportunity to call in. Always try and taunt people to get the uh, the gold star of courage. The first caller always gets that. And then after Straight Talk, we are going to have a couple of really quick guests that are executive directors of Minnesota Catholic Conference as well as South Dakota. And we actually, rather than giving a full preview, we do have Bishop Felton online. Bishop Felton, good morning.
0: Good morning to you all. Great to be with you. Sorry, I'm... Nope. A little late. Uh, <clears throat> no, nope. that's all right. Our telephones were a little tied up here.
3: So just Even so you in know, twenty first century. So exactly. Cool. Just so you know that we have Hillary. is my co host today, Bishop? I'm sure you oh, know wonderful. who Hillary is. Yep. Good morning, Bishop. Hi. Hillary, how are you doing?
2: Doing well. Thank you. It's great to have Good you Father here. Rich, today. how are you?
3: I'm doing very well. It'll be. Uh, I'm just training Hillary in as a as a co host. So this is going to be a great show. But <laughs> anyhow, Bishop. Uh, Welcome again to Real Presence uh, Live. And wanted to talk to you about some of the doings and goings on in Duluth. And one of the big stories uh, in recent months has been the uh, the introduction of the potential cause for canonization of one of our early priests in the diocese. Could you speak a little bit about that?
0: Sure, I would love to. And so we've been looking at uh, beginning the cause for Sainthood for Monsignor Joseph Boo. Um, who would have been a great missionary uh, in our territory and in this area uh, in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, what makes him great, especially for our listening audience, is that uh, he was a missionary outstanding not only uh, in the state of Minnesota, but was uh, also involved in going up to Fargo and up to Bismarck. and so, really uh, left a trail ablaze uh, in the Holy Spirit and just drew many, many people uh, to Jesus Christ. Um, It was phenomenal, both uh, Native Americans and also uh, folks from Europe, uh, especially Slovenians. So uh, he is recognized as a great uh, missionary, not only uh, to this area, but ultimately in the accolades that he would receive, uh, probably one of the greatest missionaries in the United States.
2: You know, Bishop, I was reading um, Monsignor Boo's biography, and interestingly enough, his funeral was said 102 years ago today. That's right. And Bishop McNicholas said something that I felt was really inspiring, and that he said that uh, Monsignor Boo's life was a benediction, and I just thought, wow, like that's that's something that we could all grab onto, and something that we could. Um, make as our personal cause, right? Like, make our lives right. a benediction. You know, I
0: think one of the, the powers of the saints that we recognize as the Church would be not only the mark that they left on their own time, but through their inspiration as they continue to live as the communion of saints, the great mark that they can make on our own time as well. And when we look at uh, Monsignor Boo um, and his missionary work um, in his time and the great impact that it had, you know, our times look very much like that time, believe it or not, um, in that there were many areas where he would go where they had not heard of Jesus Christ or they had no knowledge of him uh, and certainly no relationship with him. And Monsignor Bou would go in, and, and his pattern was pretty uh, consistent. First of all, he would learn the language of the people. Um, he was a great linguist, but he also learned Native American languages and, and helped him actually sometimes to write that out. Um, But he would learn the language of the people. He would establish some kind of uh, school for adults and children. Uh, And then he just had a passion uh, for Jesus Christ, Um, not only then in the school and not only in the language of the people being able to speak that, but then in the the bigger community as well. Um, It wasn't just Catholics who were endeared to him. Uh, it was all the people that he would encounter in the communities, the many, many communities uh, that he was a part of. So he kind of stands today in our own time um, as a great example of how we should be missionaries to this time, get to know the language of the people, a 21st century language that we speak, how do we take our, our Catholic teachings and put it in a language people can understand. You know, I lean into our centers of learning, our Catholic schools, And and faith formation and adult uh, faith formation, Um, just be on fire with the Holy Spirit to draw people closer to Jesus, but not just in our parishes and schools, uh, but in the communities in which we live. And if he had such a great impact, that's the impact that we seek today as well.
3: Bishop, we're going to ask you a trivia question. Is that all right? So (laughs) on on the very day that he had, there was a historic event that happened the day he was buried. Do you know what it is? An historic event on the yep. day of burial. Yes, in, in the Catholic Church. It's the very day that Pope Pius XI was elected. was the day that oh uh, Monsignor Boo was buried. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I thought that was cool, you know. So It's very, you, it's
0: very sp- cool. And, and, you know, as we dive more deeply into this, there just are so many connections. It's unbelievable, um, you know, when you begin to see how in the Holy Spirit uh, and in God's great plan of salvation how everything kind of is connected. And it's only though when you take the time to be intentional about looking at those connections that we can just stand, you know, in awe of that. And and actually, uh, on uh, in preparation for his burial, um, interestingly enough, Bishop McNicholas had given specific instructions that there was to be a metal lining within his casket because he already at that time assumed that his body you know would be us you know assumed and you know we would open the casket and take a look at it uh at him uh, just to uh see how he has been preserved or whatever the case might be so already you know over 100 years ago bishop nicholas was
3: anticipating our time so um uh you know just so i guess to ask that question i mean but of course, just to highlight a little bit of what you're saying is that there was, you know, back then there weren't very many, they're all wooden caskets. And so the fact that he made the metal casket with the idea of exhuming the body. So if it was, if it was 102 years ago today, you know, mostly we think of, you know, canonization processes maybe happening a little bit sooner than that. So maybe you can speak to a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to say, well, you know, what? Monsignor Boo, all this time later would be a good person to maybe focus on for a possible cause.
0: Yeah, you know, and I I really do believe, you know, it's not by chance. So in uh, the Diocese of Duluth, as I know in all of the dioceses that uh, our radio program covers, there has been kind of a revival um, of uh, a call to become missionary disciples. um, The need to go out and to proclaim and profess and draw people into the healing hope and to the joy of Jesus so that as we experience that conversion, they might as well. And in that great call of being a missionary disciple, we know that the source and summit of that call is to bring people to the Eucharist, to the Holy Mass, where they might experience uh, the fullness of Jesus Christ in his real presence. And so, you know, in our own uh, given day and age, with that before us, all of a sudden, um, Monsignor Bou, who we've always recognized as kind of being a patriarch of our diocese here in Duluth, Um, He began to surface in conversations. Uh, He began to surface in uh, some writings that were taking place, some reports of people uh, praying to him and through his intercession to be healed, and kind of just came to the forefront. And I think that's one of the movements of the Spirit, is that at least intentionally uh, the, the Spirit places it in front of us. And so the connection between Monsignor Boo and his time being such a great inspiration and an example of how we are called to be missionary disciples in our own love to the Eucharist, bringing people to the healing, hope, and to the joy of Jesus is so parallel that you can't say it's just by chance that he's back on our radar again, uh, that it really is the intention of the Holy Spirit uh, to be one way, uh, but a very powerful way, to draw people closer to Jesus and ultimately through Jesus uh, to the Father.
2: Great. Bishop, um, you know, not many of us have been a part of a process like this, and you've asked Father Rich to oversee this discernment process. And, and And it's important to understand what this really looks like and all the important steps. And as you've just alluded to, there's been interest in him prior to this um, official discernment process. And so uh, when we come back from break, I would, I would hope that we could talk a little bit more about... The process of of where we're at right now and what this we do have a
3: couple we do have a couple minutes, Fisher. If you want to just touch base on that a little bit,
0: yeah. And and again, we're we're also embracing uh, finding out ourselves. Although in the beginning, it's pretty simple, um, and that is that if Monsignor Bou is being lifted up for our own time, um, and if. Um, we are being called through the Spirit to acknowledge him uh, more officially and intentionally in terms of his holiness, which is basically his saintliness, you know, then that, that really has to be part of the heart and the core of the people uh, and, and the folks in our in our diocese. So it kind of begins with not just saying, well, we're going to make Monsignor a uh, a saint, It really begins with how is he embedded in our culture? How is he continuing to live and to move among us uh, in a living communion of saints? What testimony or evidence do we have? How has he already been about a fabric of uh, our our, uh, diocese? A beautiful book was written by him, uh, by a couple of sisters uh, at the Benedictine Monastery. Um, so, So it's to acknowledge the way that he continues to dwell and to be with us as a living presence uh, so important to us at this time. So that's kind of the first step, um, is just to allow um, the Holy Spirit to work with us, but to bring him uh, present to our own times and then to embrace that uh, and acknowledge that.
3: We're talking to Bishop Daniel Felton of the Diocese of Duluth. We've been talking about um, Monsignor Joseph Wu, an early priest of our diocese, a potential cause for canonization. We'll continue our conversation with Bishop Felton after this very quick break. Please stay with us.
1: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope, online at realpresenceradio.com.
4: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic with Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with His disciples and quickly falls asleep. Even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm, the text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake, their master saying, Master, do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
1: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and thanks for listening to us and sticking with us. This
3: is Father Richard Kuntz. I'm here with Hillary Hauer as my new substitute co-host. And we're talking to Bishop Daniel Felton of the Diocese of Duluth about Monsignor Joseph Boo. And I was thinking during the, the break, uh, uh, Bishop, as we were talking a little bit, that how, do, how would we view monsignor boo's life especially as we move into the lenten season can can we learn anything from him and how he lived his life and from what you know of his life and how it speaks to us from a, a lenten people
0: yeah you know and again uh, saints are for us a source of inspiration uh, in our own call to holiness so it's not like something separate from us but we want to stand in communion with them as best we can here upon this earth and we pray someday uh, in heaven uh, by god's mercy and love But uh, Monsignor Bou lived a very, very simple life. And so uh, even in his own time, uh, many of the amenities of uh, the world, uh, he just kind of fasted from them, uh, thinking that a simplicity of life would also create a simplicity of his relationship with Jesus. I mean, heart and core uh, to his uh, life was the Holy Eucharist and celebration of the Mass, Um, But he fasted from many things, and in fact, um, he often would fast so that he would have something to give to others. So part of fasting is not only to give something up, but part of fasting sometimes is to sacrifice and to share maybe a blessing rather than clinging to that, uh, to share that. But during during the season of Lent, you know, there are kind of uh, three forms of fasting that we go through. Uh, Sorry, uh, all of the Valentines out there, that Ash Wednesday is going to be on Valentine's Day. So make sure you plan your Valentine dinner uh, for the Great Feast of Mardi Gras that Tuesday uh, the night before. But some of the fasting that we do in Lent is to fast from our sin, obviously, to be very intentional, to pray for God's grace, to pray for God's mercy. Do I believe Jesus Christ can heal me? And, and turn me away from sin uh, with his grace and his help. So that's part of the fasting. We fast from our sin so that we might be filled in that fast that is creating a space with the grace uh, of Jesus Christ and the power of that healing that goes with that. Also, during Lent, we fast from things we enjoy. Uh, and, and that can be something as simple as um, maybe uh, chocolate, uh, it may be from um, our iPhone uh, or our computer, but we fast from things we enjoy, so that we might reappreciate that everything that we have is a gift and a blessing from God, and kind of acknowledge that. And then there's that fast right before Easter. And that fast is a little bit different. Uh, It's the fast of excitement and anticipation, kind of like a bride and a groom are so excited about their wedding, they can't even eat. Um, As we fast uh, closer on Good Friday to the great feast of Easter, it really is in great anticipation, so much excitement of the uh, great feast of Easter and the resurrection uh, that we can't even eat. So kind of all of these forms of fasting uh, Monsignor Bou made uh, as a lifestyle, that it wasn't so much about a season um, as it was through that season to say, can I make fasting a part of my my way of life?
2: Yeah, you know, um, Monsignor Boo is really just such a tremendous gift for us present-day people to, to know as the Diocese of Duluth embarks on the healing hope and joy of Jesus. He truly was a model of that, and, and he lived a magnanimous life. And and we try to work with our students, um, I can speak about at Stella Mars Academy, but across the Catholic schools to live that way. And sometimes the kids think, oh, this has to be huge and heroic and gigantic. But you know, Monsignor Boo, he evangelized, um, like you said, people who didn't speak his native language um, through a friendly smile or um, kindness or a generous act um, and through his perseverance. And so, can you speak to how um, how we can get to know Monsignor Boo and how that can help us be better disciples as we embark on right, right. Um, no, the I mission of Dices the diocese? There, yeah.
0: there is a holy card. Um, that we have uh, created that speaks to him, but it's a prayer that I would invite people to pray. Um, And uh, in a moment, um, uh, Father Rich will tell us how these things might be available. Um, But we do have a a beautiful prayer, Um, and of course I pray that every day, and I would encourage our listeners uh, to uh, receive a copy or to find a a copy of that in whatever manner uh, we make that available (laughs) <laughs> so that you daily can begin to pray through the intercession of Monsignor Bu um, and for any petitions you might have in your heart uh, through his intercession. Um, we also have a beautiful little booklet coming out on him, um, which you know kind of covers and highlights various aspects of his life. And when you read it, it's not just to get knowledge about him, But to be honest, you know, I read it, um, and I'm inspired um, by his life. And so it's a a matter, yes, of learning more about him, but it's also an opportunity to learn to be more like him. So, you know, entering into a prayer relationship, lifting him up, praying through his intercession for petition, and then just beginning to find out a little bit more like him, to be inspired by him, you know, I think would be two great ways for our listeners uh, to walk the beginnings of this journey with us
3: bishop um, uh, just uh, so you know and this isn't an, um, this is brand new is that we just purchased the uh, the domain name josephboo.org and so that's going to be the and that's going to be connected with our diocesan website in regards to um having direct information about the cause and uh, there'll be an electronic copy of that of that booklet that is there, and then also, of course, we're printing it, and then as well as the holy cards. And I don't know if you have a copy of the holy card, uh, Bishop, with you, but before um, we're done with you, either I or you can uh, can say that prayer so that the listeners can hear it. Yeah, right actually,
0: actually, I do have okay, a, a copy of it right in front of me.
3: Yeah, well, we got, we got and, a few and minutes. And the other
0: thing, too, uh, I would think is that you know, as you're praying this, uh, sources of inspiration, or there have been some people praying the intercessory uh, prayer to Monsignor Bou and have reported, you know, some of the things that they were praying for uh, coming forth, uh, and they believe through his intercession. So any evidence or movements of the Spirit to bring him before us and then through him uh, to lead us closer to Jesus so we might experience that healing, hope, and joy in Jesus, uh, we would love to hear about that as well.
3: Bishop, do you mind saying that prayer right I now? I have. Sure.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Prayer for the beatification of Monsignor Joseph Boo. Lord Jesus, who made your servant Joseph Boo an exemplary missionary to all living in Minnesota, native and immigrants alike, we implore you to glorify him for his fidelity and courage in bringing the gospel and sacraments to all peoples. We pray that you make your goodness known by granting us through His intercession the petitions we implore, and we pray all of this as we say, "Amen." In the name amen. of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. amen.
3: Yeah, there's been there's been a number of um, uh, of people that have written in, and uh, both in the snail mail and electronic mail about you know prayers that have been uh, answered. I've certainly I've certainly heard from people s- firsthand too. It's like. And so there's something moving. <laughs> and, and so maybe, Bishop, you can speak a little bit to the idea of the organic growth of this versus a forced growth of this. Right. As I had mentioned earlier, you know,
0: usually um, if, a commun- if a saint is going to, you know, serve and be an intercessor for the people, then, then really it begins with the people. So there has to be kind of an organic uh, movement um, amongst the people versus my as a bishop, just saying, okay, we're going to you know make Monsignor Bu a saint. Um, I mean, he lived a life of holiness, but more intentionally uh, as part of the canon of saints. Um, but it doesn't work that way uh, in the cause for a sainthood. There has to be ample evidence uh, amongst the people they themselves. And, and as we go back and look at the lives of saints, some of the saints we have was by popular acclamation of the people who, who just rose up and said, this is a saint among us. A man or a woman called holiness, who continues to be with us and inspire us and intercede for us. So that's always kind of been the tradition of the church that that uh, to name someone in a very particular kind of way uh, to be officially recognized by the church um, as a saint always begins organically amongst the people, as as it must now here uh, in the diocese of Duluth and beyond.
2: So, when you talk about the evidence, is it evidence that is is just answered prayer due to the intercession of this person, or can the evidence be um, elsewise?
0: I I just think uh, evidence is just going to be uh, never by our doing, um, but it will be by the doing of the Spirit, um, and many times in and through uh, Monsignor Boo. So we just have to be open, even when we say that prayer, to whatever uh, may uh, happen, or Uh, may not happen in that moment, Um, I think it's just more of an openness to his presence and his drawing us closer to Jesus, and then in that openness uh, to know that there are going to be moments and times when we are drawn to that healing hope and and joy in Jesus, which he proclaimed and lived, and there just will be that deep sense um, that something's happening here bigger than I am left on my own, and if we've been praying through Monsignor Bou many times, we can say, you know we'll just attribute that to him. So it's a holy sense of his presence leading us to Jesus, and whatever that experience might be in many forms.
3: and to me, Bishop, it's a it's a point of pride. you know I'm pretty proud of the fact that we have a priest in our diocese that re- reached this level of sanctity and heroic virtue. And so right. you know a lot of the people a lot of the people that have been coming in and showing well saying, well, you know, we have a sense that he's uh, interceded for us. None of what I've seen have reached out to the to the level of true miracle. But to me, that's even secondary. To me, the people are are turning to Boo as a as a, a model and praying to him, and they're feeling his presence. And that, doesn't that speak to the whole idea of what the what the cloud of witnesses is for us? As exactly. Catholics? You
0: know, and I and I think that uh, you know the word I, I like to use is a, a source of inspiration, which obviously comes from. In, in the spirit, that's where we get the word inspiration. So, so when people are just inspired. So when I read about him, uh, I mean, I, I put that uh, history down, and I'm just so inspired to go out to, to be the best missionary disciple that I can be to bring other people closer to Jesus um, in the many ways that he did. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a part of the Korok future uh, virtue, that we're just we're inspired. Inspired means we're lifted up. Um, in that spirit of that person and how God is coming to us in and through that person
3: yeah and, and for me i every every event i do i start with that prayer so just keep it in the minds of the people in the forefront of the yep. of the minds of the people bishop do you uh, as we head off to break and end this uh interview could you give us your blessing please sure
0: And so, Lord, uh, as we gather ourselves into this day, we're just thankful for the beauty of this day as a precious gift that has been given to us, never to be taken for granted. We give you thanks for these holy days of winter as we anticipate the coming of the great and holy season of Lent. May your holy presence continue to be with us in all ways, all days. We also pray through the intercession of Monsignor Bru that he may lead all of us closer to you, especially during the season of Lent, so that there might be healing to our hurts, There might be hope to our despair, and there might be joy in our trials. And may God bless us, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
3: Great, thank you very much, Bishop. All right, right, take care. Thank you, God bless. Okay, well, uh, that was a great interview. We're going
1: to continue the uh, show of Real Presence Live right after this quick break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear...
4: Give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance, However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of Saint Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. As the new year begins, now is the time to add
0: some predictability to your life by establishing your will and estate plan. More than two-thirds of all adults have no plan. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. We have some practical tools to help you in preparing
3: your plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org
1: or call me at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started.